Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. That we know that when we are rolling with people, we respond and correspond with life differently. The power of presence. I think it's important because knowing who we are rolling with will significantly impact how we conduct ourselves. And if we know this to be true, then it begs the question that if we truly believe in the depths of our heart that God is with us, that God is beside us, and that God is for us, then it means that we don't need to fear, that we, we don't need to be afraid, we don't need to second guess that he is a good God, that he is a good provider. And I just think that I need to speak to someone's heart today and remind you today that God is by your side, that God is near, not just to protect you, but also to provide for you. I think it's important that uh, we know this during this time because so many of us have been impacted financially. So many of us have been impacted with our job security. So many of us, our, our business has been impacted. And I think that what the Lord wants to remind us all today is that he's not simply going to protect us from harm, but he will provide for us. And that's why I love what Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. I want to read this to you. He says, and my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. I love that because did you notice that in the book of Psalms chapter 23, he says the Lord is my shepherd. And the apostle Paul says here, he says, it's my God. In other words, the apostle Paul is making a declaration that it's not simply information that he's internalized. It's not this theoretical idea. This is something that he's completely convicted convinced of this is something that he's completely persuaded of this is something that he's completely confident of he's oh, so many times in the bible you will see it in verse 20 a matter of fact he says our god but in verse 19 he says my god <laughs> my god will supply all your needs he makes it personal he makes it personal. He says, it's, it's my God who will provide. In other places, he'll say, our God, our Father, our Lord, your God, your Father, your Lord. But in that moment of provision, Paul says, hey, this is my God. And I want to let someone know that in these moments, it's so important for us to make this personal with God. This can't just be an idea. As a matter of fact, Drew was singing it today. He says, we, we got to believe because in these moments, oftentimes, what we believe in the depths of our heart will flow out of our mouth. And it's in those moments when the Apostle Paul saw that there was a need in the church. He wanted to encourage them and he wanted to let them know you got to make it personal, man. You got to make it personal. Can I tell you, Kuhau, you got to make it personal. He's your God. He's my God. He's my daddy. He's my provider. He's, that means that he's, he won't abandon me. That means that he won't give up on me. That means that he's going to protect me. That means that he's going to provide for me. That means that he's going to be with me every step of the way. Why? Because he is my God. God, can someone put that in the comment section? Come on, somebody say, my God, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation point. 
My daughter one time, she says, Daddy, I know that if you're with me, no harm will come against me. And I said, you sure, baby? I said, I don't want you to go across the street. She said, Daddy, I know you're not going to let anything happen to me. I know that if you're going to be good. And I, I love that my daughter never worries about the bills getting paid. Why? Because she knows that Daddy has her. In the same, in the same way that we have to believe this. And God says through the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, my God. He makes it personal. My God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches. Another translation says he'll supply every need of yours. Another translation just gives three words. He says, all your needs. And I looked up the Greek. I really looked it up. I really looked up the Greek word for all because we all preachers love joking about that. But I looked up the word all in Greek, and is this word ola, someone type O-L-A, ola, and it means everything included. He doesn't say, he doesn't say God will supply some of your needs. He doesn't say God will supply some of the important needs. No, he says my God will supply all your needs, not some of your emotional needs, not some of, oh, I'm going to supply some of your emotional needs, but I'm running a little bit low on these relational needs. No, no, no. He's going to supply everything included. Someone shout everything included. Put that in the, in the comment section. Everything included, he will supply. And I'm reassured that there are things that I'm, I have limited supply on. But if I place my faith in God, then I know that he will supply all my needs. And in our present situation, I mean, I know that we're dealing with some serious financial needs. I know many churches are dealing with serious financial needs. I know many businesses that are dealing with some serious financial needs. And we're asking God, God, would you supply our needs? God, I, I, I just lost my job. God, would you supply my needs? God, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. Will you supply my needs. God, I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to overcome this pandemic. Would you supply my needs? God, don't worry about it, God. Like, don't worry about me. Just take care of my kids. And I want to let you know that God is not running on a limited supply. God has unlimited supply. And we need to understand when God becomes the source, everything else becomes a resource. But if you make something else your source, then when that runs out, then you have no resource. But God is the source of our strength. And look what he says. He says, God will supply all our needs. Watch this. According. I love this word, this connecting word, according. Because he says that he's going to supply, but he doesn't say it's going to be from his riches. He doesn't say that it's going to be part of his riches or out of his riches in glory. He says that it's going to be, fr it's going to be according to his riches. It's not according to what? Now, I love that because for two reasons. Number one, because it's not according to how good you are. It's not according to how much money you have in the bank account. He's not going to supply to you according to the security of your job. He's not going to supply to you according to what you can afford. No, he's going to supply to you according to his glorious, glorious riches. Why is that important? Let me explain. Because if I'm Bill Gates, come on, somebody. <laughs> now, if you needed a door today, right, a door because the front door of your house was broken and you needed, a, you needed a real good door, right? Like if you're a handyman like I am. Anyway, if, if you needed a door in the front of your house and you needed, you needed someone to supply you a door, if Bill Gates came and gave you 
a $40 door, that means that he supplied you a door out of his billion-dollar riches, but not according to his billion-dollar riches. So he supplied you a door, but it was out of his riches, from his riches, but it wasn't according to his riches. That's why this word is so important, because God wants to remind you today that he's not going to just supply you out of his riches or from his riches. He's going to supply you according to his riches in glory, which means this, that when Bill Gates is going to supply you according to his riches, that means it's going to be directly proportioned to the amount of money that Bill Gates has. And so he's not going to give you the bottom of the barrel blessing. He's not just going to give you enough. God is going to give you super abounding, more than enough, super um, um, uh, overflowing type of blessing. So he's going to supply your needs according to his riches, according to his riches. That means he's going to give you the best of the best. He's going to give you an excellent work. And if you think about the life of Jesus, when he gave us Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. He didn't give you something that was out of his riches of heaven. He can give you an angel. He gave you according to his riches in heaven. And that was his son, Jesus Christ, who died upon the cross. For Man, I'm getting so excited here, Lewis. I'm getting excited. According to his riches according to his riches, according to his riches. God's provision is according to his riches, which is to say that God's provision for your life, God's provision for your life is directly connected with who he is. Why? Because of what he says. He says, he says God will supply all your needs, right, according to his riches, right? Where are his riches? They are in glory according to his riches in glory, and his glory is in him. So what that means for you is that God's provision is directly connected to his character. And so when God says, I'm going to provide for you, somebody needs to get this in their heart today. You need to get this in your spirit, that God's going to provide for you, and it's going to be according to his riches, but his riches are in his glory, and his glory are in him. And so when God's providing for you, he is providing out of the extension of his character. And I think Matthew chapter 6 breaks it down perfectly. Look what Matthew chapter 6 says. It says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat. I'm saying, what? What do you mean what you will? Is there, is there more to life than drinking and eating? I'm like, Lord, is there? Is, is there more to life than that? Because that's pretty sums up 50% of my life. Now look, verse, verse 26, he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, they, how they grow, and they neither toil or spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory. He's comparing glories that... Solomon had, was the most wealthiest man on earth. Did you guys catch that? He is the most wealthiest man on earth, the wisest man on earth. And he says, look at Solomon, in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you a little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? 
for the Gentiles in this context he's talking about those that don't know God when he refers to Gentiles he's talking about those that do not have a relationship with God but the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you last verses is therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble I want to highlight a few things that number one he tells you this is Jesus now transferring sonship to his listener he's saying he's saying listen listen he's my father he's my father but this is one of the very few times that Jesus actually speaks to his audience and he says your father why because he wants you to make it personal today he wants to let you know that he's, he's your father too. Like, like uh, let me tell you about your daddy. Do you know who your daddy is? Like, do you know who your daddy is? Because if you knew, like, this is your father. Like, do you know who your daddy is? That like, he's the caretaker of the birds of the air? He's a fashion designer of the grass on the field. He's the seed giver to the sower. He is the father that, that only gives good gifts to his children. Do you know who your daddy is? I can relate to this so much because sometimes I, I project some things on my wife and I say, baby, like, did you, did you really do that? And I love my wife's answer. She'll stick out her hand. She'll say, hey, my name is Lisa. Get to know me. Hey, my name is Lisa. Get to know me. And what she's saying is like, yo, you should know me better than that. If you really know who I, who I am, if you really know who I, who I is, <laughs> if you really knew me, you will not even ask me that question. Come on. If you already knew who your daddy is, and so I want to I wanna brag upon my daddy right now. Let me tell you about our daddy. Let me tell you about our God. He is your father. He is a good father. Matthew chapter 7 will tell us, if you then who are evil, speaking about humanity, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. Luke chapter 12 will repeat it again. It says, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse or barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? He is a good God. He is a good father. He is a good provider. God provided a covering for Adam and Eve to give him a future hope. God provided the way of escape for Noah and his family by giving him the instructions to construct a boat. God provided a ram to be sacrificed in the place of Isaac. God provided a plan for Joseph when he was in prison. As a matter of fact, God provided a whale to rescue Jonah when he was walking in, in, in disobedience. And that's why God's provision does not depend on how good you are. Because even when Jonah was walking away from his calling, God came and provided a rescue whale to save his life. Somebody type in the, in the comment section, he is a provider. And in verse 30, he says, aren't you more valuable? He goes, he bigs up the lilies of the field. He says, take a look at the ravens. He says, uh, look at Solomon and all his beauty and then he tells you, he says, you're more valuable than that. 
And so today we're just letting you know that, number one, that you have a good father, a good God, a good provider. But that same God is not disconnected or independent from his creation. He, he sees you and he says, you're so valuable. He says, you're so valuable to me. You, you mean so much to me. And he doesn't want you to be consumed with worry. If you knew how valuable you were to God, you would never second guess how he can provide for you. And I think many times we can get stuck in these moments asking these questions that start with the, this three-letter letter word, or this, <laughs> these three words, I should say. And it's, it's how am I, right? Like how, how am I going to overcome? How am I going to provide? How am I going to provide for my family? And how am I going to provide for my children? How am I going to be able to make it during these few weeks that we're not going to be able to go to work? How am I, how am I going to make it now that I got laid off? How am I? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even, I've never been here. Some of us haven't been here in years. Some of us thought that we had so much security and everything that we've been building up until this time. And the moment that chaos comes at the front step of our door, we say, how am I? And God is saying, you have the wrong equation. God is saying, don't start by asking, how am I? You want to start saying, reminding yourself, and God wants to let you know today, who I am. It's not about how am I, it's who I am. And God wants to remind you today, do you know who I am? Do you know that I'm your father? Do you know that I'm your provider? Do you know that I am the God who has a cattle on a thousand hills? And the next thing he wants you to know, whose I am. Whose I am. Not how am I, but whose I am. I belong to the king of the universe. My God is a good God. My God is a good provider. I don't know about you, but this is ministering to me right now in this very moment. I remember a few a few years ago, my wife lost her job a few years ago, and it's in those moments that I began to panic, and I responded in panic and not in power and not in prayer, and I responded in panic, and I said, Lord, how am I going to do this? And God says, you're asking the wrong question. Who I am? Who am I to you? And if you know who I am to you, then you know whose you are. God is reminding each of us in these moments together that he is a good God, that he is a good father. And that's why Matthew, when it says, for the Gentiles seek after all these things. We're seeking these things because possibly we have forgotten that he's so good to us. Maybe that we've forgotten that he is a good provider. Maybe we've forgotten that he is going to supply all your needs according to his riches. Dream team. Dream team. Can I speak to our dream team right now and everybody in church online? I want to let you know from the depths of my heart that God's going to provide for us. That God's going to provide for you. It doesn't matter where you are right now. God's going to provide for you. And I'm only crying because my hair bun is too tight right now. But God's going to provide. And God wants to provide. And all he's asking if you would trust him. I want to close with Psalms chapter 23. That was the intro as, as we begun this message. And I just want to read it one more time for our church online. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. 
He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now watch this. Look at this transition. For you are with me. With the natural progression of the song, he should say, for he is with me. But it seems to me that at that moment when David is reminded of walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he realized that he's not going to sing this song as if God is not in the room. Can I tell you, just because you are in church, not in a physical church building today, it does not mean that God is not in the room. Right there in your living room, maybe in these moments, God is reminding us that our living room can be a sanctuary for him. He says, my cup run is, runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you look at this passage, all you see in these six verses of Psalms 23 is a God that is a provider. He made it personal. He says, he's my shepherd. He's my shepherd. And if he's my shepherd, I shall not want. Next week, I'm going to go in, in depth about the, the good shepherd that we have. But if he's my shepherd, then I have everything that I need. He's going to supply all my needs. Not from his riches, not out of his riches, but according to his riches in glory. It's connected to his character. And in this passage, you see how he provides leadership. He provides drink. As he says, I, I bring you by the still waters. He provides peace. He provides soul restoration. He provides himself during these times. He provides food to feed them. He provides anointing for the head. And then he provides you some amazing bodyguards, goodness and mercy, because they're going to follow you all the days of your life. As we place our trust in him, I want to be reminded today, wherever you're sitting at in your home, that God is a good God. He's a good provider. And the greatest provision that he ever gave humanity was the provision of salvation. So I want to pray for you today, two kinds of people today. As a matter of fact, as I pray, I want to encourage you I want you to write an email. You can take out your phone. You can open up the mail app and just send an email to prayer at kuhau.com. We have our prayer counselors waiting to receive this email, and we're going to lift you up in prayer. So I want to pray for you today as we close out this message. Lastly, if you are here for the first time, maybe you're tuning in. I want you to connect with us. We're not able to physically gather, but I want you to connect with us. So it's just... Go to connect.kuhau.com. Everything is on kuhau.com, but if you want a specific link for our Connect card, our virtual Connect card, you can go to connect.kuhau.com. And if you say you want to partner with us and you want to um, use this time to be generous, matter of fact, if you're tuning in right now, don't worry about that, but if, if you want to have a source of generosity here or be a source of generosity, I want you to go to give.kuhau.com. Let me pray for you. If you're saying this for the first time, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. I place my faith in you. Thank you for dying for me and resurrecting on the third day. From this day forth, I am a new creation. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every life that made that 
declaration today, Lord. I pray that they respond by sending an email to us at prayer at kuhau.com. And Lord, I pray for every single person today that maybe needed a reminder that we have a good God and a good provider. Maybe a person that forgot, Lord. They just lost sight, got distracted. That you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.